You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. <laughs> I haven't done it for a while, but I did. <laughs> well, you almost did that to me because I was taking a drink as well, and you started choking, and I, I went and laughed, and then I'd start oh. choking. Oh, happy New Year. <laughs> Al Stone died. Well, <laughs> he choked well, to death. We, we went out on a bang. <laughs> last of the year. Well, we st- can't even get our opener. We start right. men the same. All right, let's do our opener oh, my better. Goodness. Go ahead. Are you want to do it over? Yeah, okay. yeah. You want me to choke really good this time? Or? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Here we go. Welcome to Tim Talks. Oh, awesome! I feel so much better, but you still choked a little bit. That was the that was the short version. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. (laughs) That's what what happens when you try to go long. You choke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Well, it's Friday, my friend. It is the week. You know what we need to do. What's we that? need to take our own advice and raise some money and get a pretty cool studio. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. Oh man, I've been trying. Well, we're oh my, we're wrestling my, between the need and the want. So, yeah, you're not kidding. I'm I'm really torn. I've I've thought about you know going to the church and setting up an area. We've got some space where I could do that, but it's just so convenient to be at home. And do it in the comfort of your home. I don't have to pack everything up and move. And um, I could do that at church too, but I don't know. Maybe no, I'll have to. It's do not that. worth we'll it. See. You're not home enough. I mean, you're gone all yeah, the time now. So why, why go yeah. through that? Yeah, because it makes my wife happy. That's why. <laughs> my wife's well, happier. Well, maybe <laughs> what we need to do is purchase like a a big old truck or a van and put a studio inside yeah. of it. So. Oh, yeah, that's it. By a big old the mobile uh, studio they, of Tim Talk. The transport, Ford. Yeah, Ford Transport. And then I could kind of live in it because my wife's going to kick me out of this house if I keep recording hey, it. We got an old bus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'd be great. That'd be great. I'd be very comfortable. Hey, I've actually seen some people that do those things up and they are oh, yes. fantastic. Yeah, but they put about 80,000 yeah. bucks into it. So you better have a piece of cake. You better have an eighty thousand dollar worth of engine <laughs> inside of it. Hey, listen, I'll raise the money. I'll raise <laughs> there the money. You go. Yeah, <laughs> put put your put your money where your mouth is. All right. <laughs> my my wife just gave me a check for sixty thousand dollars. and said, "Hit the road, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Don't you come back no more." <laughs> yep, you've been back for six oh. weeks. So uh, it was a nice yeah. two weeks. It was a great two weeks. <laughs> Here's the problem. It, it's been great, but my wife's having a ladies' meeting today. And, oh, uh, yes. She needs the dining room table, and I'm set up on the table. And so she's trying to get that going. 
I'm telling her you can't you can't make any noise because I'm recording. And yeah, and she's great. getting food and everything together. So yep. Oh yeah, yep. So I'm holding up the plan, so, so I can't go long today. Your only ministry is more important podcast. than your wife's ministry. Is that what you're saying as a leader? So today. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what I'm doing? I've been scouring the kingdom trying to buy a board game for you. Oh, no. Oh, yes. No. Oh, yes. No. I've been scouring the kingdom trying to find a board game for you. When I find it, I'm sending it to you as my Christmas present. So. Trust me, we won't be playing that. <laughs> I'm going to get it mounted and framed. <laughs> Speaking of which, I do have a gift for you. I just got something for you that I'm going to get mounted and framed. And uh, I can't wait to give it to you. It's awesome. What did you do? Kill it's a mouse a in the little, basement? Little and you're going to get it mounted and kill framed. Kill the mouse. That's right. <laughs> something like that. That's like that, yeah. Oh man, it's a tea bag from India. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Oh man, I just made a couple games. I made I was out in the wood shop tinkering around, and uh, I was at uh, my in-laws uh, when my mother-in-law passed away, and they had a, a little game for the kids. It's just you put a marble in it, and it runs down a little track and drops into another track mm-hmm. and drops in another track. And so I made one of those for the kids. So cool. uh, they haven't tried it yet. I'm excited. They played it at. Uh, Bruce and Joyce Whitsky's, and uh, they really liked it, so I made them once. There so you go. See how that goes. So, yeah, there you go. Well, on uh, Wednesday, I talked about speaking to a businessman and how he helped me, mm-hmm. and I actually mentioned it on Monday as well. But this this businessman was a very, very good friend of mine. Still is great friend. Very successful business. You know, sold his company for hundreds of millions of dollars, and. Uh, did very, very well. And I went to him early on, probably 15, well, maybe a little more years ago. And I said, Hey, listen, you got to help me. I, I I don't know how to work with people that have money. I can, I can raise money from people that don't have money, but it's not quite enough. I've, I've taken on some tasks and bearing precious seed was that task. That's much bigger than anything I could do within house. And so he said this, he said two things. He said, and I mentioned this the other day. He said it's gotta it's gotta have a return. People have to see that something's coming mm-hmm. from what you're doing. Mm-hmm. People are getting saved. Um, the church is expanding. Your ministry is moving forward. And then and then he said this: you have to make them believe it's their idea. And that sounds very humanistic and it sounds very conniving. But what he was saying was this. You have to let them think about it. You have to let them be able to mull that over in their mind. And you have to give them enough information that they can process. And then they come up with the solution. And the solution is, I can help you with this. And I thought that was excellent. And it took me a while to even understand that. And I don't know if I convey it properly. But the the thing was, I want to do this. I don't know how we're going to do this. This is what it's going to cost. This is the amount of time that it's going to take. Would you think about this and offer me some solution as to how we can do this? And in doing that, I have had a number of people say, here's what I think and here's how I want to contribute. And that has been a great, great help to me in raising money for Bearing Precious Seed Canada. 
I don't ask people, say, hey, give me $10,000. I say, hey, we need to raise X number of dollars. Um, we need X amount of people. And would you pray about that? And would you give me some idea of how we might do that? And I've had people respond. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. You know, I, I try yeah. to be really organized and, you know, here's what we need. Here's when we need it. Um, one time, and it was actually this calendar year, um, we had purchased a bus for 13000 And as we were getting our buses inspected, the bus that was running really well uh, was an older bus. And then we had another bus that was about the same year that I just figured we're just going to retire that thing. And so we purchased a new bus, and the bus that was running really well, come to find out, it had almost $8,000 worth of repairs than it needed. And so, you know, oh. we had bought it for like 3500 quite a few years ago. So now right. I'm in this situation, and and so I, I went before people. Now I had, a, I had a presentation on, you know, showed the bill even on the screen and, and these things. And so I said, I don't know what to do exactly. I think that it would be wise if we had two good buses and the older bus would be a spare for our two, two bus routes. And so would you pray about what, what you think? But the problem is, you know, the, this bus that is available could go pretty quickly. You know, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. So, you know, that sort of – so in order to help us – now, we had the money on hand, but we did not have the money in the budget to be able to spend and so I said, I, I don't know what to tell you. I am praying and I'm seeking the mind of the Lord. So my thought is, if, our, if we are into this and, you know, it's something that we think that we can do, then I've got, uh, you know, I've got these cards that would say, you know, I would, I would give X amount toward the, the bus. I'm willing to give X amount toward the bus by December, you know, so we'll borrow the money from ourselves mm -hmm. and pay ourselves back, you know, during the, right. during the, uh, you know, during the year. So it isn't a budget crunch and we're, and we're way down, you know, in one, in one amount. And so on just one Sunday, and it was actually over July 4th weekend. And on one Sunday, we got, uh, cards back enough to commit that uh, almost ten thousand dollars, you know, just on one Sunday, mm -hmm. you know that that there was the interest there, and so I really didn't know what to say. I couldn't say that it was the Lord's will, and I said, "I'm I'm seeking the Lord's will. Your response is going to sort of uh, help us and let us know." And so that that was uh, I, I was overwhelmed, and I was just just mm -hmm. just thanking the Lord, you know, for that for that such a strong and a positive response that was, uh, you know, so that was a little bit unique, you know, in that we're trying yeah. to meet a need. And one time we had an air conditioner go out and, and, and we just didn't have the money where, you know, things were really, really tight. And so, you know, we, we sort of raised the money in one, you know, in one uh, service, you know, I'll give X amount, I'll give X amount. And so that, that was a blessing, but you can't do that all the time, you know? Right. Here's something I learned from my father-in-law is that churches love projects. Yes. Um, and I speak as, you know, as the mission, as the missionary, as it were. 
Um, and I think most missionaries have learned this. When, when I started asking people to support the Bearing Precious Seed ministry in Canada on a regular basis, some people struggled with that, um, to, to think that, okay, this is going to be a 20-year project, and we're going to give for 20 years towards this thing. Yeah, That was not appealing to a lot of people. And the idea of supporting a print ministry did not ring well with some people. So... I don't know where it was, maybe, you know, seven, eight, ten years into this thing. My father-in-law said, you need to, you need to look at project ideas. Do, you know, we're going to do 50,000 or we're going to do 100,000 or we're going to do a million, whatever, and break it down that way. And I'm telling you what, that was a huge Amen. success for us because a lot of churches, and like yours, at the end of the year, a lot of times in their missions budget, we'll have a little extra or for a Christmas offering, mm-hmm. we'll want to do a one-time gift kind of thing. And that works very, very well for our ministry. And I will say to a church, hey, listen, um, we need to mail to Quebec, New Brunswick, and that's going to cost $900,000 Canadian or about $650,000 U.S. So uh, I realized that most churches can't do that. They're not going to do that. Most individuals can't do that. So I said, could we find, in the States, could we find 300 and, or 650 churches that would give $1,000? Amen. There, not many churches could, you know, can't do a thousand dollars. Even a small church could do a thousand dollars, even if it takes you a few months. Right. It takes Over you a the year. course of time, would yep. you do one thousand dollars? Right, and that that really helped. A lot of churches will say, "Well, we could do more than that." I said, "Well, great. Anything you can do is going to be Amen. awesome." And especially with these matching offerings, I oh, tell you, yes. this gentleman that introduced that to me, you can use that in your church. And I was in a church in West Virginia or in Tennessee, and went on a Wednesday night. I mentioned that what we were doing, the pastor said we're going to give a thousand. Uh, I told him it was going to be matched. He said, let's give three thousand. At the end of the service, a gentleman came up and said, I want to match the six thousand. And I Amen. left there with twelve thousand dollars in one service. Amen. So it, it's very effective, very good tool. And, uh, you know, it just, you've got to be somewhat creative. And those are some things that people have helped me with that have been really, really effective. And then there's the other aspect that I think uh, the Lord brings along opportunities mm-hmm. to touch people's hearts. You know, we're we're not in yep. this trying to manufacture something. You know, we're not trying to no. make movies no. of little pets that are, you know, and have somebody sing and, and we feel bad and make people give money. <laughs> you know, I mean, truly. Yeah, right. But, you know, you've got that, you have that video of that young man, you know, the boy who wanted yep. to give towards your project. Yep. And people right. saw that and it really touched their hearts. When we moved here, yes. uh, we had a young lady at Cleveland Baptist. She was in elementary school. And I, and I had said, pray, mm-hmm. you know, we've got a need that we're going to need to get new tracks. And, of course, at that time, we were really stepping out by faith and going to get two color tracks, you know, and because we didn't have the money for yeah. full color. And uh, and she came up and said, here's a dollar for your tracks. I still have that right. dollar in my desk. Yeah, yeah. And I was able to tell people, you know, man, here's a girl. You know, I, I wasn't even asking for an offering, you know, but I was just saying, here's some things to pray about as we move forward. Yeah. And, and, you know, it touched people's heart and they gave, you know. So there are going to be mm-hmm. times that the Lord will bring an opportunity to touch people's hearts that, um, 
you know, it, it's it's just an extra blessing, and it helps people to understand. Wow, you know, if if a child can understand that and give, how much how much should I do? And you don't even have to say it. Uh, all you have to do is relate relate the story. And isn't that precious? Right. Praise the Lord. Let's pray about this. And yeah. and the Lord really right. does that, you know, and helps us with our infirmities, you know, mm. all of our weaknesses. Yeah, I will tell you that I have literally had thousands and thousands of dollars come in from children who emptied out a piggy bank, Amen. who gave a quarter Amen. offering in Sunday school for a year, um, yep. who got a birthday gift and gave $5, yep. you know, and said, this is for John and Romans. Man, I'm telling you, that touches my heart. Amen. And and that that takes me to, you know, a very similar thought that you just had. Um, we talked a lot about, you know, big business people and big money, but I got to tell you, the greatest value that I have found in in our ministry is that that little person, that little family, that you know, that little pastor, that that, that person or people, that, that that little pastor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruining your sad story, <laughs> buddy. That just give, you know. They just give, Amen. and 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 they give they give what is probably a huge amount sometimes to them a hundred dollars huge amount for some people, you know a thousand dollars huge huge amount and I think they just they just give on a regular basis and we do have people that support us on a monthly basis Amen. and you have people in your church that give on a weekly basis and. They just give and give and give. And Mike Collins said one time, he said, look at, look at all that we have here. Look at our church. Look at all the, all the furnishings, bearing precious seed, the, the vehicles we have, all of that. He said, that came from people putting money in Amen. an offering plate week after week Amen. after week. And that's, and that's an amazing thing yes. of what a church can do over a period of time if people are just faithful in giving. And when you catch hold of the excitement of giving and seeing the return of your investment of giving, oh my goodness! Faith Promise Missions for me one of the most exciting things I've ever gotten involved Amen. in because I see the return on my investment, as it were. And God does that, and 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 I don't want anyone to think that you know. Again, you've said we're not trying to manufacture, we're not trying to um, you know persuade people. We're just putting it out there, but we're doing it in a way that I think would be pleasing to the Lord. And people in the Bible raised money too. They raise yes. money for the temple. They raise money for, you know, uh, you know, different things for offerings. The needs of other churches. Uh, for sacrifices. Yep. Yeah, needs of other churches. Yeah, exactly. So there's nothing wrong with that. And if we can give some experience to those that don't have that, that's really what I'm trying to do. Just say, here's here's some things that worked. It might not work for you, but, you know, it worked for me. Give it a try. And it's kind of a trial and error. And it took me a while to find that with our church. Um, probably a lot longer than I'd hoped, but once once our church caught hold of that, man, we were able to do some great things. Okay, we've got maybe about eight or ten minutes left. So, what would your advice be to a pastor? And it's usually a younger pastor who just can't bring himself to talk about money. What can you do yeah. to encourage him? I'm really surprised that there's yeah. there's many like that because the reason I'm surprised is because all of my, uh, all of those that I followed never had a problem talking about money, you know? So, uh, so what would you say to them? Well, I will say, first of all, that that's me. 
I do not enjoy talking about money. I really have to force myself to do it, and I do it because I know it's not for myself. Amen. I could never be that guy that sells my books and my CDs and my videos. I could never do that. I tried one time. I couldn't do it. I said, just take them. Oh, just, come on. I'm giving them That's away. That's because you can't write a book. I can't do it. Well, no, I did. Very successful <laughs> yes, coloring book, and the second no, edition is coming out. You wrote yeah, some good teen ready. books, too. Well, yeah. yeah. And and that was some of those things. And I, I, re, I did that. I said, now the money you give towards this is going to go to, I couldn't do yeah. it. I said, just take them. So um, I will say this. I I found it sometimes better to have someone else speak for me because I didn't want our people to think that all I talked about was money because you hear that complaint sometimes. So I would have Mike Holland. I'd have Mike introduce it. He was our treasurer. He was the guy dealing with the day-to-day finances. Uh, I would I would take the lead and I would say, here's what we want to do. Here's how I think we can do it. And then I'd have Mike say, here's what we're getting. Here's what we need to get more. Here's how we think we can do that. And then I would conclude and say, okay, by faith, we're going to pray. Let's let's do this. And I would be the cheerleader that would cheer that on. So I would do that. Amen. But later on, I did become that guy that could just get up and say, okay, folks, I'm your pastor. Um, we've been successful in doing some of these things. This is what we need to do. So my first advice would be, if you can't do it yourself, find somebody who can and let them take that lead for a while. Yeah. What would you say? Well, um, probably what helps me is whenever you look at, uh, do you want do you want your families to be blessed by God? Then, mm. you know, you can speak on the responsibilities and requirements of husbands, wives, children, and you can speak on that with authority. Do you want people to get saved and receive the blessing of salvation? Well, we speak with authority. Well, you know, financial things involve the blessing of God too, and people need just as much Mm -hmm. instruction to be spoken with just as much authority. And so whenever you're teaching and preaching on giving and tithing and those kinds of things, we don't need to be ashamed. We don't need to be afraid because that brings the blessing of God on on the listener. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're doing a special project, uh, I think it helps to be more consumed by the need, you know, and I think that helps us, that passion that we have just, to, you know, uh, of our desire to get something done, not just because we like it. Not just because it's a pet project and and we would enjoy it, but the passion of look how much this could be a benefit either to the cause of Christ Mm -hmm. or to our church family or to our ministry here, um, you know, or to help a brother or sister who really has this need. So I, I think it helps to sort of both of those things be consumed with the need and then also understand that if you're silent on this, that may be an area where you're robbing your people of being a blessing, of receiving a blessing from God. Yeah. Hey, let me run this idea by you and see what you think of this. I am going to challenge some businessmen that are listening and some businessmen as I travel. I'm going to ask them, how much would your company have to make? And you could, you could do this in your church. How much money would you have to make for you to be able to contribute substantially to this project or to this offering or to this whatever you're doing. How much would you have to make? And so that businessman says, I'd have to make another $100,000 this year to be able to contribute substantially to your project. I'm going to then say, okay, 
I'm going to ask every Christian I know to pray that God blesses your business. Amen. I'm going to I'm going to ask God to do something so great that you would see that it's him and if he does that would you then contribute. He has nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Yep. Because if he doesn't get it, he doesn't have to give it. But if God would move in such a way that their business would be granted Amen. that man, what a I think that's a great a great test of our faith and God's supply and for God's people to really catch hold of something really big. I think that'd be kind of cool. So I'm going to try that. Potiphar this year. was a unregenerate individual and God blessed mm-hmm. him because of, because of Joseph. Right. And so, right, you know, right. God can still bless in order for, you know, uh, his cause to be advanced. Right. Absolutely. Well, I hope you have some big projects planned for this year, and I hope the Lord uh, supplies in that, both uh, you, Brother Wolven, and those that are listening. Amen. Um, I want to see God do something. It's going to be a tough year. I've heard from a lot of financial strategists it's going to be a tough, tough year. Uh, there's a good chance the stock market will crash this year. There's a good chance that we're going to be like a back-breaking kind of year, yeah. Exactly. Prices here are through the roof in in Canada. Um, My wife said she bought a roast the other day. She usually buys it for Christmas for the family. It was around $25 for the roast. She said the other day she went, it is $50. It has doubled in price. So Denise sent me to the store for milk and bread, and she gave me a $10 bill. I said, what is this? She goes, you'll see. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I know. And it wasn't like, we I got know. the we got the special stone ground bread sprinkled with fairy dust on it, you <laughs> know, that milk. you know, I mean it's just yeah. it's just milk and bread and it was almost 9 bucks. Yeah. Unbelievable. I know. I can't believe she trusted you with $10. Wow. Well, <laughs> I I got her a glass of milk and a slice of bread. So <laughs> And I kept the rest. <laughs> it's going to be tough. But, you know, in, in, I'm saying all that to say this, that this could be some of the greatest time of giving we've ever Amen. seen. This could be a great time to say, hey, Amen. we don't have much. We're, we're going to give it to the Lord. Amen. You know, this, is, this, this is that New Testament by faith giving, you know, uh, you know to, to our affordability and beyond our affordability Amen. to be able to do it. This could be a great, great year, and I'm praying it is. I am Al Stone. I am in St. Thomas for another few weeks, and then I'm hitting the road again. I'm headed to Kentucky for the Northern Baptist Church Couples Retreat. Man, I am looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. And I said North Kentucky. It's Northern Kentucky. I messed that up a few weeks ago. So looking forward to that. It's going to be great. And uh, I hope to see you there. If you're going to be in the area the first week in February, going to be awesome. I already know point one of your lecture. Stay out of it? the kitchen and dining room when your wife has a uh, <laughs> ladies' meeting going on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is Dan Wolven in Columbus, two. Ohio. <laughs> the last Tim Talks of the year. No, wait. It doesn't have to be. Just re-listen no. to all of them all over yeah. again. Think of what a blessing that would be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or have speed. Just at half speed, and I'll drag it yes. a little bit now, longer. Now, you only have, as you're listening to this, you have less than 72 hours to make sure you give us a rating or a review mm-hmm. 
or that you subscribe yeah. to your favorite listening platform in this calendar oh. year. So don't let this wow. year pass. You've been saying all along, you know, mm-hmm. I ought to do that. I ought to do that. Well, do it today. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do it again. I've, I'm going to write another review. This will be number 172. <laughs> write another one. <laughs> this time. We have 170 oh. five-star reviews, so yeah. you must have written a rotten one. Yeah. Well, I did, and I'm going to write another one. <laughs> i about my wife. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and you signed the name Doug Schweitzer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got lots of names. Lots of names. <laughs> This is Tim Docs. We hope you've had a great year because we've had a great year being with you, and we're looking forward to a brand new year with you. Please stay tuned. Send us some topic Amen. ideas. We need them. We are we are ready for them, and uh, we come up with a few on our own. But uh, a lot of them are because that you've asked a question or you have a need, and we would love to do that. I'm Al Stone on the other side. Dan Wolven, my good friend. I appreciate you, brother Wolven. Thank you for another great year on Tim Talks. Amen. Amen. The Stim Talks will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend day and uh, celebrate this new year. We'll catch you on Monday on The Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.